Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. New Zealand's youngest athlete at these games, Campbell Wright, was out there and gave a massive account of what himself finishing 32, 32nd of 92 competitors last night. The young Kiwi learnt his trade in Wanaka, and Tim David is the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club and no doubt would have been very proud watching along last night and he's kindly given up some time to join us this morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, we're going well, mate. We're going well. We're absolutely loving the Winter Olympics. We were actually talking off air with Louis and just saying how much how much enjoy, more enjoyable is it you know, than just the, the normal Summer Olympics. Um, you, you get to witness these sports that you never really get to watch and you get you know you're learning along the way you get a bit more of an understanding and last night was was something as well watching Campbell Wright go around and and I was talking off here I kind of learned a wee bit about it when they got to shoot the five targets mate so so how how proud were you of Campbell last night and how well did he go hey we're, look we were extremely proud like a year ago we had no idea that Campbell was going to get good enough at his young age to, mm. to even qualify for the Olympics so so we, we were really excited to get him there um, he did a good job last night. I mean, sure, he, he, he's not winning medals at his age yet, but to come 32nd mm. in a field of 92 was really good. He shot extremely well, and if he can work on his skiing speed, which he will in the next couple of years, he'll be right up there. Hey, Tim, it's, uh, it's Baz here, mate. Is biathlon a, is it a big sport around the world? So, yeah, hi, Baz. How's it going? So, Biathlon is one of those sports that it, it lives under the radar for most of the time um, in most countries, with the exception of Germany and Russia, and Norway, Sweden, and there it's really big news in the winter. It's it's a strange one. It's one of those uh, it's one of those sports that when it's on TV over there and the crowds are huge, uh, it's it's really sort of a you know it's really compelling and and it's very very popular. What's strange now is watching biathlon when there's no spectators because of COVID. So it doesn't look the same at all. It doesn't have the atmosphere, which which you'd notice last night. It's a bit quiet. So okay, that's interesting. So what about our our terrain then, Tim? Is it um, have we got kind of the ideal kind of terrain here in New Zealand to be able to prepare for uh, our athletes for the biathlon? Well, look, it's it's real hard down here. I mean, at the end of the day. We don't have very many uh, cross-country ski resorts, so you need you need a cross-country ski track system. And to my knowledge, the only one we have is down at Snow Farm, just outside Wanaka. Um, and then on top of that, you, you have the complexity of having a biathlon range, a shooting range, in, in the middle of your ski resort. 
and that's that's really hard to arrange. It's not the sort of thing that uh, that you can easily set up, as you can appreciate. Um, so we're lucky enough here in, in Wanaka to have at the snow farm uh, the Wanaka Biathlon Club, and that that was that range was built about ten or fifteen years ago, and it was inspired by some um, people who had been watching the racing in, in Europe, and, and thought that you know we could have a chance of doing something similar. Um, because as you know, Kiwis are, are very keen on hunting. Um, and Kiwis love, love a, an endurance challenge. And so biathlon fits in really nicely. Yeah, beautiful. Tell us about the story. I was just getting a bit more of an understanding of the story of Campbell Wright. Um, obviously, US parents, and there was a case of him potentially actually representing the United States, but he's chose it right. He's worn the silver fern, and he's gone down the track. Was was there ever a case of, of, Kiwi, of us ever losing him to, to the United States and him going over and representing them? I, I don't think it was a serious threat. Um, you just need to talk mm. to Campbell for two minutes to realise he's completely Kiwi as. You know, he, him and his brothers <laughs> uh, and his family are absolutely committed here, um, Kiwis. And you can tell from my accent that I'm, I'm not originally from this country, <laughs> but we're all we're all proud of this country and proud of the area, and that we, no one would compete for anyone else. Oh, beautiful. Well, tell us about your club, mate, the Biathlon Club in Wanaka. How many competitions and are you, are you able to hold a year, and, and is it quite a serious sport down there? Have you got a lot of competitors that are keen on the on the sport of biathlon? Look, we're, we're tiny. We're absolutely minute. Um, we, we have a range of, of 10 shooting positions, so you, so you can have 10 shooting points. Um, I don't think I've ever seen all 10 being used at the same time. You know, we, we have such a small group of people, probably 30 or, or 50 people at the most, and we have a young and old. But where, the, where all the, um, the interest and where all the passion is right now is getting the youngsters, the people who are aged 12 mm. onwards, getting them a chance to have a go at this sport. And what we've found over the years is that youngsters who've been up to the snow farm doing a bit of cross-country skiing, if you give them the opportunity to do a bit of shooting as well, they get quite excited and you can't keep them away. And that's where Campbell came from. It was basically mm. the whole deal of, of telling someone who's 12 years old, hey, would would you rather be just cross-country skiing around or do you want to do a shooting a rifle as well? It doesn't take much convincing. <laughs> what, what kind of rifle <laughs> yeah, is that? Well, can you explain what the rifle is and uh, what yeah. kind of caliber they're using? Yeah, so it's, it's a two two. Um, so basically it's oh, a, yeah. a five-shot two two rifle. So uh, very similar to what you use to shoot uh, rabbits or something like that. But this thing, yeah. as with all sporting equipment, you know, it's a high-tech, um, high-precision um, version of, of that. Um, it's we shoot over 50 meter range at, at targets, and the targets are approximately. Well, when you when you're lying down, you shoot at targets that are the size of a golf ball, so 45 millimeters across. And mm. when you're standing up, you shoot at a target the size of a of a grapefruit. Um, but do you know what? I'll be honest. The target shooting itself isn't that hard when you're when you're relaxed and you're taking it easy and you, you're just having a a, a shoot around. The problem is, is once you're, you're racing on skis, you, you're going yeah. at absolute maximum. And it's basically, it's, it's like doing a, a, you know, a bike race or, a, or a, a, a cross-country run. It's that sort of effort. And then you've got to stop and shoot. It's real hard. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. So out of, out of those two um, skills, what, what is the most important? Like, What separates the best from, from the rest when it comes to biathlon? The... the the skiing or, or the, the shooting, or obviously it's a combination of both, but which is more important? 
Well, look, it's, it's, it's a combination, but yeah, the, the most important thing of all, and, and the, the thing that stops more countries going into it is, is the skiing. So the cross, cross-country skiing, I, I noticed on television last night, the cross-country skiing, it looked really flat. I can assure you it, it is anything but that. It's, it's, the slopes <laughs> are quite steep. And uh, the, the engine you need to, in order to be able to ski up, up and down those hills, you, you've got to be like an elite athlete. And as I mentioned before, like a cycle racer or a mountain bike racer, cross-country runner, you need to be virtually international level engine to be able to do that. And then the technique itself is really hard to learn. It's a, it's a little bit like mm. swimming in that you can learn to swim, but can you swim quick enough to be in the Olympics technically? And as we know, that takes 10, 15 years of going up and down the pool just to get the right technique. Cross-country skiing is just like that. It's super technical. The shooting yeah. itself, hey, yeah. you, can, you can teach yeah. people to shoot pretty quick. Okay. Well, that's good. Interesting. Hey, um, Tim, you mentioned that you're not actually from New Zealand. <laughs> what, brought you to, what brought you to New Zealand and, and whereabouts are you actually from? Uh, so yeah, I, I grew up in the UK, and I I was introduced to biathlon when I was serving in the in the British Royal Marines. Um, a, a lot of our servicemen in in, in UK try biathlon when they're when they're yeah. soldiers, and that that's where I got got into it there. Um, I was lucky enough to be involved with the British team, and twenty something years ago, I I took the team to the uh, the Nagano Olympics as, as as the manager. But that was a long time ago, and then I've, since then, um, my wife and I, we've lived in Australia together, and I'm over here on my Australian passport, and I've been here for eight years now, and I'm, Wanaka is now my home, um, and my, my young family are growing up here, and uh, oh, we absolutely love this place. Beautiful yeah. part of the world, eh? Wanaka? What a oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> you got on it uh, right time, time down there is? I've Sorry, spent a wee bit. I've spent a wee bit. If you've got on at the right time, eight years ago, the prices are through the roof now, so you're doing pretty well <laughs> down here at the moment. <laughs> I spent a bit of time. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, hey, quickly, just before we let you go, I just want to ask you, in the next couple of years, if we're able to get Campbell Wright to the top of the echelon, to the top of the pecking order in biathlon, can he achieve that in Wanaka at the club, or will we, ha- will we see him more offshore in those countries you spoke about before? Well, you know, already he's, for the last three or four years, he's had a program where he's headed across Europe when the snow comes in, in late November. Yeah. And he basically trains in Europe from November till around about March. And then he comes back okay. here um, and, and trains on, the, on, the, on his roller skis on the roads around Wanaka. And then when the snow comes in, in oh. late June, he, he trains here. So he actually has an advantage on some people that he... Mm. He has to go to the Northern Hemisphere to race and, and train, so he has snow there, like all his competitors. Mm. But then he also gets a second winter down here, which a lot of them don't get to do, obviously. Um, but, you know, the reason he got into biathlon, one of the reasons was that when he was very young, when he was 10, the, some of the Russian team were training down at the snow farm. And he, he saw, he watched them, and they were Olympic athletes, and he wondered what on earth was going on. And they were down here for a training camp, just trying to get some good snow. Because they prefer to, to ski on this snow rather than glacier snow that you'd get up in 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 Europe in the winter in in the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 confident that we can uh, we can give him everything he needs. Um, he's yeah. he's used to travelling around the world and he's used to, to to looking after himself. He's got a great coach, so he'll be okay. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're really proud of him, mate. We really appreciate your time. Tim David, the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club. Appreciate your time this morning, mate, and uh, enjoy Thanks, Wanaka. Mate. Beautiful part of the world and beautiful part of the country. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. There we go, eh? Tim David talking about Campbell Wright. He's only young, 19 years of age, and uh, already doing big things. 32nd, not quite what he was after, but I'm sure... Over the next wee while, he'll be all good, Bears. But anyway, we'll be back shortly. We're going to talk a bit of Super Rugby. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, we haven't spoke about him yet. He played the other day. It was a terrible conditions over there in Wellington. Wasn't able to get out and do what he does. But I'm still not convinced that 12 is his position. I want to see him at the back. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back shortly. That was Tim David, president of Wanaka Biathlon Club. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.